The following program is made possible in part by the generous financial support of listeners like you. By Maximize Life Chiropractic, bringing you to optimum health, Maximize Life Chiropractic. For more information in the Denver metro area, give them a call at 303-922-8146 or visit the website at www.MaximizeLifeChiropractic.com. By Internet Media Providers, makers of X-Cable. Watch almost any television station in the world, including programs on demand with X-Cable. For more information, look for the link to Internet Media Providers on this website or app, or visit us directly at www. Dot internet media providers dot com. The opinions and views expressed in the following program are solely those of the show hosts and guests of the program, and are not necessarily those of CTK Radio Ministries, CTK Media Services, or the management and staff thereof. Welcome, one and all, to the Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Law, and here, as always, with my lovely wife, Angela, and the prophet of the hour, Dr. Andrew. How are you today, sir? Very well, thanks. So, um, we are about to discuss, in the philosophy of the prophecy, Copernicus and what he thought. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we talked last time about <clears throat> about time, you know, right. Augustine's uh, concept of time and the the only reference to time you really have is, uh, which doesn't exist, you know, to begin with, but our only reference is from the spheres, from the way the Earth rotates and the Sun moves, right? Right. So this uh, system of astronomy um, was first developed by, well, not first developed, but it was, was developed by a group of philosophy um, in the time, and it was called the Ptolemaic System. Mm. And it and taught us that the Earth was the center of the universe, okay. and that the sun and the moon and the stars rotate around the Earth. Wow. So uh, this held true until about 1543, when a uh, philosopher by the name of Nicholas um reversed that concept. In 1953, he published the... the um, the theory called the six books on the revolution of the heavenly spheres, which says that the earth isn't the center of the universe. And in fact, the earth and the planets rotate about the sun, and not vice versa. So, despite obviously being heavily persecuted by the church, um, he rightfully asserted what he observed. And this essentially was the truth, right? Right. According to him, he said that for it is the duty of uh, an astronomer to compose a history of the celestial motions 
too careful, and I should study, therefore, when I considered this carefully, the contempt which I had to fear because of the novelty and apparent absurdity of my view, yet I induced me to abandon utterly the work which I had begun. Wow. I am aware that philosophers' ideas are not subject to the judgment of ordinary people, because it is his endeavor to seek the truth in all things, to the extent permitted by human reason through God. Okay. Right? So obviously the church up until about five, six hundred years ago believed all things are called on the earth. Wow. Even though they knew that all things revolve in a circle. Okay? Wow. As Copernicus established, he says, first of all, we must know that the universe is spherical. The reason is either that of all forms, the sphere is the most perfect, needing no joint, and being a complete whole, which can be neither increased nor diminished. That's from the six books, book one, chapter one. Okay. And the Bible clearly says that the universe is a circle. The Father said from the beginning, when he established the heavens, I was there. When he inscribed a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when the springs of the deep became fixed, Proverbs 8. And as Copernicus further expounded, he said, the earth is spherical because it presses upon its center from every direction. That's from the six books, book one, chapter two. Okay. okay. And the word speaks of the earth being a circle. It says, it is he who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out in the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in isaiah 40. and when Copernicus spoke of earth's waters he says it pours forth its seas everywhere then the ocean involves the earth and fills its deeper chasms book one chapter three okay and the gospel also speaks of the waters being a circle. It says he has inscribed a circle on the surface of the waters and the boundary of light and darkness, Job 26. Thus Copernicus concludes that the sign of the planets is just the motion. He said the motion of the heavenly bodies is circular. Since the motion appropriate to a sphere is rotation and a circle. By this very act. The sphere expresses its form as the simplest body, where neither beginning nor end can be found, nor can the one be distinguished from the other, while the sphere itself traverses the same points to return upon itself. Book 1, Chapter 4. But that is assumed that all things resolve off around the earth. Um, the ancient philosophers observed that most masses gravitate towards the earth, right? When you right. drop it, you know, the earth. Right. And it says, the ancient philosophers sought to establish that the earth remains at rest in the middle of the universe by certain other arguments. As their main reason, they adduce heaviness and lightness. Earth is in fact the heaviest element, and everything that has weight is born toward it in an effort to reach its innermost center, book one, chapter seven. So he's trying to explain uh, why why everything 
gravitates to the ground. Yeah, and why that was the argument, right? That everything goes to the ground. So Earth must be the center of the universe. Wow. That's what they assumed. Okay. Yet, despite the majesty of the Earth, the word recalls that the Earth was a piece of junk, right? Right. It says the Earth was formless and void at the beginning. Right. For the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. Genesis 1 2. And that the earth is really not that important. It is not a throne, is it? It's a footstool. It's a footstool for God's feet. That says the Lord, heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Isaiah 66 1. So, in other words, why, why would it, the heavens rotate around the earth? They don't, right? I mean, that's what. Yeah. The earth rotates in the heavens. Yeah, that's right. And that's contrary to what the gospel says. And we set our minds on the word of God, not on the earth, do we? That's right. We set it on what's in the heavens. In the heavens. It says, therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above. For Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things on the earth. Colossians 3, 1. Therefore, the massive bulk of the earth does indeed shrink to its insignificance in comparison with the size of the heavens, Copernicus. And as he said, it is the duty of an astronomer to compose the history of the celestial motions through careful and expert study. And that's what he, that's what Copernicus was trying to do. He's trying to say, don't what you're all saying does not make any sense. If you compare it to what I observe, if you compare it to the scripture, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, God would not rotate on the earth. So, anyway. All right, good time to take a break. I'm your host, Michael Vanlo, and you're listening to The Prophecy Show on the Christ the King Radio Network. Dr. Andrew has written eight books on end-time prophecy related to this series. To find out more about Dr. Andrew and the books on end-time prophecy, visit his website at www.andrewtheprophet.com. That's www.andrewtheprophet.com. The best way to keep track of what's going on in the Middle East is to visit the prophecy.blog. Observers and reporters on the ground update the site in real time hourly, so you stay informed. That's the prophecy.blog. You're listening to Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. This program is available as a podcast. Simply visit the podcast section of our website, www. .ctkradio.org. Click on the logo for the Prophecy Show and look for the title of this program in the listing. Services in kind provided by Maximize Life Chiropractic, bringing you to optimum health. Maximize Life Chiropractic. For more information in the Denver metro area, give them a call at 303 303- 
1-800-922-8146 or visit the website at www.maximizelifechiropractic.com by internet media providers makers of patriot with patriot every news channel in the world is at your fingertips the patriot for more information look for the link to internet media providers on this website or app or visit us directly at www.internetmediaproviders.com. You're listening to Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. Welcome back on an Alter Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Enlow. I'm here with Dr. Andrew, and we are talking about the rotation of the Earth and Copernicus. Mm-hmm. So, Earth has just like just like you and I. We're just trying to get to the truth of the matter, right? Right. He wasn't. He wasn't trying to shatter. You know, he wasn't trying to shatter the papacy. He was just saying, what you guys are saying does not make sense. He says, if you think the earth is the center of the world, then what I'm observing is the earth is not flat. (laughs) And things are moving around it. Things are moving around it. And he said that the scripture, that, that is even contrary to the scripture. The scripture clearly says that Earth is a circle, and that the heavens rotate. The heavens rotate on the earth. Not, not, right, right. Yeah, so anyway, so it was contrary to what everything that he observed. So, contrary to the Ptolemaic system, he observed that the earth is not at the center of all things. As he said, since nothing prevents the earth from moving, I suggest. That we should now consider also whether several motions suit it so that it can be regarded as one of the planets, for it is not the center of all revolutions. Copernicus. Okay. Rather, in the middle of everything is the sun. For in this most beautiful temple, who would place this lamp in another or better position than that in which it can light up the whole? thing at the same time. For the sun is not inappropriately called by some people the lantern of the universe. It's mined by others and it's ruled by still others. Book 1, chapter 10. Wow. So the scripture clearly says that the sun is the lantern of the universe. And we know that all things come from the sun. For it says that, that in the beginning God created the sun. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void. It was junk. And darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning. One day. Genesis 1, 1. And it's only by God's commands that he prepares the light and the sun. It says, yours is the day, yours also is night. 
You have prepared the light and the sun. You have established all the boundaries of the earth. Psalm 74. Okay. And as Copernicus said, some call the sun the mind and the rule of the universe. And we know that all things come from the sun. Right. It says the Lord God is a sun and a shield. Psalms 84. Okay. And all things come from the sun, for we know that the sun was there from the very beginning. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life is the light of man. John 1. And we know that the sun came down from the heavens, and all things were placed into his hand. It says, he who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is from the earth and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. What he has seen and heard, of that he testifies, and no one receives his testimony. He who has received his testimony has set his seal to this, that God is true. For he who God has sent speaks the words of God. For he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. He who believes in the Son has eternal life. But he who does not obey the Son will not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. John 3. Therefore, the Son is placed at the center of the universe. All this is suggested by the systematic procession of events and the harmony of the whole universe. If only we can face the facts, as they say, with both eyes open. Copernicus. So we know the sun is the center of the universe. Right. And we also know that when the sun died on the cross, the sun would depart and darkness would fall on us. And this was definitely not an eclipse that they observed. Right. Because it says it was now about the sixth hour, darkness fell over the whole land until the ninth hour. Because the sun was obscured. So in other words, it was dark for three hours from noon till three. Wow. And the veil of the temple was torn into two, and Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. This he breathed his last, Luke 23. Okay. So at the peak of sun, which is noon, it was, it was dark. It went to darkness for three hours as the sun, when the sun passed away. Wow. When the sun returns from the heavens, the sun shall depart once again. It says, the sun will return into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes, Job 2. And the stars of the heaven and the constellations will not flash forth their light. The sun will be dark when it rises, and the moon shall not shed its light. Isaiah 13. But we do know this, that it's temporary. That it's a temporary situation. So it's a temporary situation. situation. But it has to happen. So once all debts have been paid, the sun shall return, and the light will not depart again, because the light will be with us. It says, no longer will you have the sun for light by day, 
nor for greatness, nor the room give you light, but you will have the Lord for an everlasting light, and your God for your glory. Your sun will no longer set, nor will your moon wane, for you will have the Lord for an everlasting light, and the days of your mourning will be over. Isaiah 16. Also in reference to the end of Revelation. Right. So, so Copernicus, 500 years ago, set us straight on the position of the earth. Look at all the time that was spent before that happened. <laughs> Thinking that the earth was flat. Yep. It's a good thing we didn't try to launch anyone to the moon. Until I, we would have missed. Wow. Right, we would have missed. So, anyway, so that's. Uh, there's some yeah, yeah, of how Copernicus and how things truly move, spheres truly move in this universe. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Dodge. My pleasure. I get smarter every time we have these conversations. You've been listening to the Prophecy Show on the Christ the King Radio Network. As always, until next time, love God and each other. The preceding program was made possible in part by the generous financial support of listeners like you. By Maximize Life Chiropractic, bringing you to optimum health, Maximize Life Chiropractic. For more information in the Denver metro area, give them a call at 303-922-8146 or visit the website at www.MaximizeLifeChiropractic.com by Internet Media Providers, makers of Crosslink. With Crosslink, you can view any Christian television station in the world using Crosslink. For more information, look for the link to Internet Media Providers on this website or app, or visit us directly at www www.internetmediaproviders.com Produced by CTK Media Services, 